Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey everyone, Mark from the Guitar Nerds Podcast here, and this week you have got a special treat. We have not done any listener questions for a while, so this whole episode is dedicated to listener questions, and that also carries on into the Patreon episode. Patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds, where from as little as $1 a month you can support the Guitar Nerds Podcast. At $1 a month you get the regular episode ad-free and early, so you wouldn't even be hearing this. At $5 a month, you get access to an extra half an hour of Guitar Nerds content every week, plus access to all of the old episodes that we've recorded, and you get the mini-series like Joe Branton's Ranton and Gear of Yesteryear. You also get access to the interviews that Matt Knight does with pedal builders from around the world. This week on the Patreon episode, like I said, we carry on with all the questions that we've been sent in. We answer questions from Harry about bit crushers. Evan about his broken amp, uh, Andrew about Tone City pedals, and Corey about attenuators. Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds for an extra half an hour of guitar nerds content every single week. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joined this evening by Matt Knight. Willkommen. Jay Cross. Guten Tag. And Joe Branton. Achtung. Good, good. <laughs> very good. All the colours of the rainbow. Um, it's very hot. It's We're actually recording on Sunday. We normally record on Mondays. Um, it is super hot. I would say Sundays are the new Mondays. Well, we do seem to always be recording on Sunday. Tell me why. Uh, you Tell don't me, like- sweet little lies. Sweet child of mine. <laughs> this is definitely no the lowest the quality a yeah, podcast has ever yeah, been. Yeah, yeah, it's off bad, the, a bad start. A bad start. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. If you are to uh, your regular home for guitar news and entertainment, news and fun, but. There is no news this week because this week is a question... Question special! A question special. We've been building up a uh, bucket of questions over the last few weeks. A literal bucket. More than... There's been so much news and so much stuff to talk about. Um, What with the, like, Milan trip last week, then we had the new boss stuff, then we had the boss MS3, and there's been all sorts of things that have eaten into most of the podcast. And next week is Summer Nam. Next week's Summer Nam. I'm so excited about Summer Nam. I am indeed. There's I know most of the new things. Well, you're not going to be able to mention them no. in this week's Patreon episode. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm embargoed for most of them. We talk about our Summer Nam wish list slash predictions. Matt, what would happen to me if I said some of the stuff that you've embargoed me on? I don't think I've embargoed you on anything, have I? Oh. Can we can we permanently embargo you just on every topic? Can we just embargo you? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> if, if you want your listenership to go down to zero, I imagine so. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, um, first, let's just have a quick catch up. Everyone, Matt, you've been away uh, for a couple of weeks. Um, mm. Did you get up to any guitar related stuff while you were away? No. I was in a <laughs> remote town of only a thousand people in eastern Sicily where I think me and Amy, uh, my partner, were the only English people there. It was absolutely amazing. And it, um, the village that you could see in the hill in the background was where they shot the Godfather trilogy. Um, all the scenes in Sicily were shot there. So that was pretty amazing. And uh, swam in the sea and saw lots of fish. What, and there wasn't a single guitar shop? 
there was definitely not a single guitar shop anywhere that I went. So basically, if, if there are any... If How are you not dead? Like, I'd imagine that you would just shrivel up you know and what? die it without, was, it was, um, without hearing a shimmer reverb for two weeks. It you was so refreshing to not actually think about or play guitar for that whole time and then come back and then be like, ah... Oh, it just it's just sometimes it pays to just have a break from it i think yeah definitely um, whilst we're not suggesting at all to listeners that they take a break from listening to stuff about guitars have a break have a break well, i mean but if, then I came if anyone back from like if anyone from um guitar guitar or um who else is a bit interna- a bit international um Gear for Music is listening. It sounds like there's a uh, a gap in the market. Oh, GAC. GAC could open up. GAC Sicily. Sicily is a great idea, actually. GAC Sicily. You could could head over there. Um, I think people uh, would really, uh, really be into you selling guitars in Sicily. Mainly us. I'd be really into you not being here. You know that he's not allowed uh, in any other country anymore. Oh, did they rip up your passport? No, it was just stuff that happened in Italy, specifically. Yes, when we went to Milan, there was a lot of things that happened that meant Joe should never go back there again. Gotcha. <laughs> not, not even by law, just the locals. They all know him. And right. uh, his, you know, his face is... Uh, is, I just, is he's I a just, wanted man. It's, it's, it's a built-up town. I didn't know that they could even find that many rocks to throw in such a <laughs> short space of time. <laughs> Chasing him out of town. Jay Cross, um, how have you been? I'm about to sneeze, so I might disappear in a sec. Joe Branton, how have you been? Oh, yeah, yeah, really good, actually. So the um, Polymath album reached its uh, funding oh, yeah. total with help of some Guitar Nerds listeners. Oh, yeah, so thanks very much, Mark Pack. Say thank you for sharing that. that. Yeah. yeah, that was good. Yeah, we made it by the skin of our teeth. You did. <laughs> 2% pushed you over the edge. <laughs> yeah, pretty much was. Yeah, it was. Uh, th- that was good. But yeah, so we, we made it, which is great, because it now means we can make this ludicrous leviathan of a record so that's that's grand and then uh and then today actually today at 6 36 this morning our guitarist uh had his first baby uh evelyn which was, one do you uh, think in the last few weeks which one has he spent the most time uh had the most time invested in his upcoming baby or his upcoming album well on um on the due date we were playing a gig at the <laughs> boston music rooms in london <laughs> <laughs> so he had to drive up separately and uh was like on the phone checking how she was just before we played then we played the set and he got in his car he came off stage got in his car and went and we we, I we mean, packed down. Just turn the gig down. Oh. Well, it was we were Boston Music Rooms is a great venue. Have you ever been there? I have. It's like a, played there a few times. Yeah, really nice venue. And we were supporting the Algorithm, who were this crazy like tech metal two piece, like a seven string guitar and, and an incredible drummer. We were supporting them, and it was like a sold out show. So we thought we ought to do it. It was actually his idea to do it, but um, one of the hottest gigs I've ever played. It was unbelievable. Do you know how many times I tuned the Stonefield? Zero during the set. Probably the hottest show I've ever played. It's almost and like it's a, as good as a P bass. <laughs> you would <laughs> definitely have to tune a P bass. Definitely not. But uh, it was, uh, yeah, that was really good. So yeah, we played a show, and then uh, and then yeah, he had his kid this morning. We've got we've got Evelyn a uh, a polymath baby grow. <laughs> I'm surprised the kid's not called polymath. Oh, I was really rooting for Joe Molly, <clears throat> Molly Path, Molly Path. Oh yeah, that would have been good. But yeah, we're definitely going to do. What's Tim's last name? Uh, Lorlick Walters he's double barreled it with his wife but um, right, okay. uh, it's hard to make a joke out of that name yeah. isn't it it's quite complicated <laughs> yeah Evelyn Lorlick Walters but yeah we're going to uh, like you know one of the best films in the world Three Men and a Little Lady obviously Three Men and a Little Baby also good um, but we're going to we're going to have the next polymath photo shoot is going to be a copy of the uh, yes of the Three Men and a Baby cover shoot yeah, we, me and Mark, Mark and I did that with uh, our friend when he had a he oh, had really? a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we beat you to it. Sorry, oh, JB. Soz. Oh. I, wonder, I wonder where Joe gets all his ideas. from. I know it's weird, yeah. isn't it? Weird, weird. Jay Cross, now that you've finished sneezing, yes, good, uh, good week or a couple of weeks. Uh, yes, it's been good. Um, it's been very busy. I've put on a couple of shows and pounds. <laughs> I thought that's what he was going to say. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, on a couple of pounds. Thanks, mate. Um, uh, well, I mean, yeah, no, I've uh, I put on a couple of gigs. Uh, I put on um, our my mates from Houston, Texas, um, football, etc. I was so gutted. Yeah. I couldn't go and see that. How was it? How it was, was great. It, it was great. And uh, Mercy is still rocking the Shell Pink Basics, which is so cool. One of my favorite, in- like one of my favorite instruments in the entire I think world that, that must be kind of like hands down my favorite like stage instrument you know you have there are like certain bands who yes. play guitars that you're like really into i think that might be 
my favourite one. Yeah. I've never seen it live. Never yeah, it was live. it was fantastic. And uh, yeah, great band. Um, that was on that was uh, on the fourth of July. Oh, um, amazing! So we're, I took down uh, an American flag and some balloons and stuff. And yeah, it was it was a great night. Very very fun. Yeah, other than that, things have been things have been good. Busy. Um, I can't really think about what else has been going on. Been uh, yeah, don't know. Well, I nearly bought another. Um, I nearly bought another tape echo this really? week which one um another watkins a solid i found a solid state watkins <laughs> for not Wait, very much money a solid state Watkins. yeah i didn't know they even made yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Tape echoes when it was solid state oh i had no idea yeah um and it's uh it's it's i've, I've seen one for how much was it cheap enough <laughs> cheap enough and apparently all in working order too cheap for what it is i think um, but I don't get paid till next week, so okay. I'm I might. But then I mean, again, I have like like four grand in my account from some pledge thing I did. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, whether I uh, need a third uh, tape echo, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, I guess we'll see. That's cool. Man. So I might get that. Oh, you wonder, is it? Can you hook multiple together? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Just all, yeah, it's just like putting a delay pedal into another delay pedal. And the, but you, what I want to do is hook, hook, maybe hook them up so that they avoid the arrays head. So it's just constantly recording. Well, but no, I mean maybe they avoid one arrays head. So there's there's two. So units. one of them's acting as a delay, and the other one is the actual recording. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, that's that's what Fripertronics is. Yeah. Effectively. It's just you're just extending the. Um, the length of the tape. Yeah. yeah. You'd actually be better out doing that out of your Roland one because it's got a much wider tape in Honestly, it. Honestly, oh, always working. Of course, yeah, always what, working. What, what you could do, mate, is just get like a loop pedal. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, Or but... just use the, use the Roland you've already got. It's got sound on sound mode. Well, speaking of, of this sort of thing, I've been spending a lot of time this week with the uh, with the new Boss 500 series, Bits and Bobs. Yep. With the RV500. Yes, which, I watched speaking and the MD of speaking of of, of yeah. that. I watched your video. Oh yeah, that you did for Gak the other day. Oh yeah, and me playing guitar. It was. It was. I um, recommend everyone go and watch. It this. was. It, it was great, but it's very obvious that you're not a guitar player. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh god, <laughs> because, damn it! No, I was I don't hoping mean, that I, I'd got away with. No, that. but I don't what, mean what, that. In a, I don't mean I really that in, a, in, a, in, in guitar it, demos. Is just hearing one chord. <laughs> yeah. I really like that. I like, but, played several chords, but it's no, just not. But not one after each other it was here's one chord then we'll just hear the reverbs and delays for a minute or so but also they would what you've done is you've taken a really intense sound on the mobius sorry not the mobius the uh, (laughs) easy (laughs) um the uh, on the md and then you've taken a really intense sound on the uh, the big sky sorry sorry matt sorry the uh the uh the rv 500 sorry and um you can't tell what's going on. I know, that's the whole idea. Both mental sounds. Well, that's the whole idea. I can't really play guitar, so, <laughs> Cover so I'm up. covering it yeah. up. But I thought that was a that was a good idea. Oh, I'm gutted. No, I, no, no. I, I kind thought, of thought I got away with it. I a thought it was bit. a great. Vi- yeah. I did think it was a great demo because that's the sort of way that I play guitar. Yeah, um, which is fantastic. But you know, I think <laughs> some people might actually want to hear some usable sounds. So, on it. Yeah, true. But but I'm doing another video with Matt on Tuesday. He's coming down to Gax. So Some, someone who can actually play guitar. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but also someone know, who knows just how to use the pedals. But Matt sent me like a crib sheet for it just uh, just before I actually shot the demo, and uh, I sort of read a bit about it and worked out a little bit about it before I shot it. But um, the and I'm sure Matt's probably mentioned it in podcasts, and I've just not listened. But the uh, I would buy it just for the fact that you have the space echo on there, and you can change the tape heads. Yeah, yeah. In the in the um, options, that's absolutely. I haven't amazing. mentioned anything about it because they um, came out. When uh, I was on holiday, they did. Oh, yeah, okay. they came out like, just before I went on holiday, so I missed the two podcasts afterwards. Uh, yeah, see. which I thought was quite good because then that just let you say whatever you want about it without yeah. my bias. Did, you, well, did thought... you listen to you listen to those podcasts? Absolutely not. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay, we, we got away <laughs> with it, guys. We got away well, with it. I would. I mean, I, do, I I think Shimmer is one of the most overrated sounds. Like, it, 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 and I can't make it sound good. I think that's why I think it's overrated. But um, the the space echo on the RV just makes it worth it anyway like despite of everything else that that pedal does 
Um, so essentially what you're saying is people don't need to buy that. All they need to do is go back and buy the pedal that I've been championing for no, the No, because it does more. It does more than the Space Echo. And so just for that, it's worth it. But then it has a, a, a hunk of other stuff as well. And then the uh, the MD500 has the dimension on it, but it also yeah. like, has the slicer on it. And then like oh, a, a slicer other, on it. There's a whole slicer cool. on it. So I'm kind of like, well, I don't know. You, that, you, I mean, Boss have kind of done themselves out of the slicer. Oh, well, wow. I was going to mean, I was going to ask Matt when he first put the post up. I was like, "Oh yeah, when are they going to do a SL five hundred, the slicer?" <laughs> and then I saw that it was in the list, and I was like, "Oh, for, for yeah. I won't write it." But that I mean, that would be amazing. But yeah. I, I I loved those two pedals together. I thought they were absolutely brilliant. Did you see the guitar I played? Uh, you played uh, a Gibson one seven five. Yep, that's right. And here's one seven five. And I'm really interested to know where because I saw you've been harping on about this guitar a lot recently and you were saying oh this is the best guitar i've ever played it's, it's what, in my since office when have you <laughs> since when have you been into big hollow body jazz guitars uh, i used to own an epiphone es175 um, did you yeah yeah i actually oh, right. did yeah i just I, I don't play guitar so i never really talk about it i well, sold it clearly like, a few years video ago, yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> god damn it i was i was relatively happy with my guitar That's playing. Right. well oh. why you've why you've got no other no one else to do it um <laughs> it's fine it's fine boys it's good to hear that you're all in good form and we could obviously talk about the boss stuff in more detail but i'm sure there's people uh i know for a fact there's people screaming at the podcast um two things shut up about boss you always talk about boss and matt i think we should maybe go into the two new pedals in further detail in a patreon episode yeah. Um, at and we can also talk about the stuff that turned up on my desk because I also had four new things turn up uh, plus some more stuff on the way. So You right. should say what those are. No, you can't yet, I don't think. No, no I can't. No, no, not boss things. Oh, right, okay. Not, yeah. not boss things. Oh, stuff, well, stuff, for guitar pedals, well, stuff that me and Matt are going to do. Let's do a quick rundown on those then before we dive into the questions because that, I think, uh, is interesting. Let's do that. Yes. As okay, opposed to so, talking about boss. Uh, number one, I got the Hudson Electronics uh, broadcast. I saw that preamp, absolutely mind blowing. I got all these. So the three pedals I got, I quickly plugged them in when I came home on Wednesday. Uh, it was the first like evening I've been home, and I think I like rush plugged them all in. I was like, I'm not so sure. I was really disappointed. And I was like, oh, it's probably just because it was late. And then I plugged them in the other day, and I was just like, it's just mind blowing. As in like always on pedal. It's the best I think I've what, ever heard. What sort of thing nice. is it? Is it super gainy or is it... No, it's like, just... How is its, its voicing? It's basically just a low gain preamp. But it's so interactive. The controls are so interactive and it's got there a really nice low cut. There aren't many controls, are there? No, just low cut, gain and volume. But it's, um, it's just really dynamically responsive. And rather than like a clean boost, it sounds like a really warm like console preamp. Almost like, like a preamp that you get on a desk or something yeah. like that, um, which I think is the sort of thing they're going for. And it runs on nine, eighteen, or twenty-four. Um, and I ran it on nine, and then someone in the Facebook group said, yeah, "Oh, I you should try that. running it on eighteen, and it sounded a million times better." That's the first time I've actually gone. I can actually hear a noticeable difference between, like, you know, sometimes you get like a little bit more headroom, um, and it sounds. But this is like night and day it sounds com- completely different what does the um, Matty what does the low cut control do I don't really understand what that means what do you think it, well is it literally just cuts out the, the low end of the frequency yeah it's what, like a it's a like a it's a low filter so it right uh, or uh, yeah low filter so it filters out all the low end but it comes as opposed to it being the gain stage not afterwards so it's so essentially it's really a, responsive so it's essentially a treble boost yeah but instead of it being a instead of it literally boosting the treble it's just taking away the base some, yeah the base yeah so you can actually and there's like a high gain mode and if you crank it all the way and then turn the hike or the low cut all the way up you get that kind of um helter skelter sort of like Beatles like straight into the desk overloading the preamp sort of sound as well it's just really cool it works as like a low low fire like fuzz box at the same time um but as like an always on preamp just yeah absolutely mind-blowing and one of those ones that works with so many different guitars like you know sometimes you get one oh, it sounds really good to have humbuckers or it doesn't sound so good with single calls or it's too bright for single calls or a telly yeah it's just really intuitive just sounds really nice um i got the old blood noise endeavors um fault which is their new overdrive 
Um, really unique sounding. I haven't spent as much time with that yet, um, but it's quite cool because it's an overdrive and then it's got a second gain stage that you can add on top. Cool. Um, so it's so not what, you two can make overdrives. It like fuzzy. It's, yeah, you can basically add a second gain stage into it, um, which is quite cool. But I've only spent a few minutes with that. I haven't had time to like properly kind of plug that in yet. Uh, JHS Pink Panther. This Digital looks delay. so good. Looks amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's basically a kind of. What's the unlatching button on it? Uh, tap tempo. Oh. And it's great because it doesn't oscillate. Um, and if you do move the delay time, it's really glitchy and really digital. Um, it's not a digital delay that's meant to replicate analog delays or vintage delays. It's basically replicating old digital delays, in in a sense. Or you can have them crystal clean, or you can kind of add in a bit of like darkness and roll off the tone a little bit. But it's a basically a nod to the old DD5 and the Ibanez um, DE7. Nice. That uh, that pedal is super topical at the moment. Seems Everyone, to be, everyone's banging yeah, yeah. on about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and the I've just seen like we one of the requests I've had the most bizarrely since work working for Boss is bring back the DD5. <laughs> Even um, Cedric from the Mars Volta was like DD5. You should reissue that. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Like the um, he said that. So, he yeah. said that to you directly, right? He emailed you. He said you. it. To, he actually said it to Jay, uh, oh, really? the guy I worked with, okay. when he met him um backstage at a gig and he was like oh yeah you dd5 that's the one you should reissue wow bizarre so yeah um but it's a it's really nice it's got a tape mode on it which basically darkens off all the repeats um so yeah it's just an incredible delay and it's really nice to have the tap tempo on board on like a small um sort of footprint um what else hudson electronics are also sending us the side car which is their tube screamer um star pedal which is awesome um Midor electronics from australia are sending us their new fuzz pedal which is also on the way um and i've got interviews lined up with brian wampler blake from tone mob uh media electronics and a couple of other people as well. Nice, busy, busy. So it's like since all you got happened back. in like the last, yeah, in the last like week since I've been back. Nice. Like all of that has just appeared on my desk. Nice. So, oh, and as we mentioned in the podcast, uh, the Facebook group today, I'm two away or now one away from the complete set of Dan Electro food pedals. So we think we've wow. got. We think we've got one of those two. Oh, it's yeah, it's confirmed. The guy has paid for it and it is on its way. Nice. So what are we looking for? Um, so that was the Surf and Turf, right? So that's the Surf and Turf. Just compressor. Compressor. That's the compressor, right? The Leslie and compressor. No. The Rocky Road. That's what we need. The, Le- the Rocky Road is the Leslie yeah. simulator. Uh, the Rocky Road Leslie simulator. If we get that, then we'll have the entire collection. Okay. So of So calling all guitar nerds. Indeed. Yeah, if you uh, know anyone who's got the Rocky Road or you've got one lurking in a box somewhere, get in touch. We are. I, I assume we can pay some money for it, right, Matt? We pay not, over the yeah, odds. Yeah. We're, we not, are, we're not paying um, over the odds. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, guitar nods do not want to pay guitar over the nods. odds. Guitar nods. Guitar nods. Um, but we're filming on the twenty third of July. The so Sunday. Ideally, it'd be great if we had it before then. Yes. Also, it'd be a shame to kind of try and film it and then be like, oh, we're still missing one. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. If we can get that uh, before twenty third of July, that would be excellent. So. Um, yeah, if you see one for sale or you know anyone who's got one who doesn't use it, put us in touch. Jay Cross, how good would you say you are at the guitar? I would say I... Your three choices okay. are beginner, yes. intermediate, yes. or advanced. Probably beginner. Okay, excellent. How would you like to move up to intermediate? I'd really like to be an intermediate guitar player. That's the only thing I've ever wanted to be. Good. That's about as far as you'll get. Yes. Unless Uh-oh. you use Guitar Tricks. Okay, tell me more. Guitar Tricks is an excellent website to teach you how to move from beginner mm-hmm. to intermediate mm-hmm. to advanced guitar. Okay. Whether you're just starting out or whether, you know... You could be, you should be better than you are. Like me. Indeed. Yes. Um, guitar Tricks uh, will help you move th- through those stages as a guitar player. And good for you, Jay Cross. We have worked together with Guitar Tricks to bring a 14 day free trial to not only you, but to the listeners of the Guitar Nerds podcast. So that means I can try it for 14 days. And if I'm not into it, just cancel it. You can, indeed. But 
I'm probably going to be into I it. I think you probably will. Okay. You'll notice a uh, swift advancement of your guitar skills. Excellent. So, do you want to know where you can get this offer? Where can you get the offer? Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks. Can guitar- you repeat that for me? I can. Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks. Is there, um, like, an app that you can use, or do you have to do it on your computer? Guitarnerds.net <laughs> forward slash guitar tricks um lads it's great to hear you in good form because we promised that we were going to dive into a whole big old bucket a swimming pool maybe not a swimming pool a a large child's paddling pool worth of new no 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 sorry sorry you're back you do it don't you (laughs) you've ruined it it. I, i would i would like to point out at this impasse that Matt Knight is wearing like a towel around his <laughs> neck. I, I love this. I was looking at that and I was like, should I mention it? No, I'm going to mention um, it. Matt Knight's it got is, a towel around his neck. Listeners, you can't see, but it's weird. He's like it's Barry nearly White. over 30 degrees in here. I've got no air conditioning. So you thought uh, you'd wear no more clothes? Um, no, it's just to basically wipe the sweat away. I am literally pouring with sweat. Just take, take your shirt off, mate. We don't mind. We're I'm all mates. not going to take my shirt off while we're on camera. That will just make it very weird. We're right. all mates here. None yeah. of us are wearing trousers. Yeah, yeah. You just can't I mean, see. I'm not wearing trousers. Oh. Shorts or oh, pants. This podcast just took a really downward spiral. <laughs> Matt, if anyone is familiar with uh, current WWE superstar Samoa Joe, Matt has got that kind of look at the moment. The bruiser with the towel around his neck. Uh, he's ready to go to war. A big mm. old... One fall match with a whole big bucket of news. Questions. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was like two wrestlers, like yes, indeed, <laughs> entering the ring. Indeed, news versus Mr. questions, news and, and anyway, one, one two, three. You, your new winner you is questions. First up, uh, Lee says, "What's the best Lee. way?" Lee says, "What's the best way to achieve a melodic death metal tone?" I've tried medium gain with a clean boost, but it's a little too clean. Any ideas? That's such a weird question. Melodic death metal. I don't know what that is. Matt Knight? Um, oh, I'm glad you included this one then. Well, I thought we could talk about it. It's like metal, but more about death <laughs> with melody. Um, I'm trying to think of some bands that you might actually know that would be maybe clusters like maybe they're probably not heavy enough but maybe opeth like earlier opeth okay like poppy because no, it's, it's not it's, poppy, it's more no, like, no, not okay. poppy. Yeah, i don't mean poppy metal, but it's really... like there's loads of mete- man, melodic yeah that's what parts. i meant not, it's not just like loads of low end so let's, let's I, I, actually the, i think i think the solution is is actually whilst he, he maybe thinks that's that's too clean as it is i kind of think uh, the idea for that sort of thing is to really overdo the reverb i think that's the or or, or the digital delay one of the loads, two loads like, of shimmer yeah we're well, not shimmer but like <laughs> just like a simple reverb or like a um really background digital delay is kind of the answer to the sort of m- melodic side of metal because what you want you actually do want that clean sound and i think when he says it sounds too clean it's maybe it's just cutting off too sharply i kind of think this the solution there is to is to drown it out in in one of the two things like either a, a sort of light digital delay or or a, a really over the top yeah. reverb i um looked into a couple of pedal boards from a, a few different bands and had a listen to a few different bits and the amp of choice for most of them well now tends to be axe effects but most of them are modeling like a mess boogie like yeah. dual wreck um so there was two choices that kind of jumped out at me for like a distortion that would work really well that's got a lot of tone shaping options um seymour duncan um palladium paladin palladium, palladium. Um, palladium oh, how about that? which we reviewed which was which was a really really good bit of kit um and the um mesa boogie throttle box those boogie pedals well. they were really really cool yeah and but no one bought them they didn't i think they were just too much money how much were they uh, they were 250 quid I think. well this one the throttle box had the they did one with the five band eq yeah and it was nearly 300 quid i think yeah because they, they they brought out four i think at one point they and, were like double pedals weren't they yeah and they they didn't yeah. um i don't think they did a great job of differentiating them quite so much so people would come in and they'd say oh i want to try the new mesa boogie pedals you know what's the difference and even i was quite often struggling to say well uh, well, you know there's but i do remember that the throttle box was um was a really really cool very very um it, it just it brought out that 
boogie sound really well. And I think one of the things that you really want for this style of metal is you want it to keep it really, really tight. So, you know, as much as I'm not a huge fan of compressors in general, I think that's what you want for this sort of music is keep it keep it together, keep it tight. Yeah, you don't want any picking dynamic, yeah. basically, do you? You want all this, like, loads of really smooth lines, so, like, a compressor would would work really well. Maybe one with, like, a clean blend, like the Pulp and Peel, you can bend, blend in a bit of the clean sound as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, someone once, um, someone we used to work with, actually, was once talking about, like, a sound that is too clean. The best way to sort it out is a mix of both those things, actually. A little bit of compression and a tiny bit of, like, almost like slapback digital delay will really fill out a sound if you think like this is too clean basically um but yeah mm. definitely a boogie uh you know emulate pedal or if you can obviously get a boogie yourself because it's got all that cut to it but you still get all the gain there it's kind of uh, that's why those amps became known in the late 90s early 2000s for the sort of sounds that they did you know the the uh new metal type tones um it's because people still wanted melody and they you know they still wanted to be able to um they didn't want to completely obliterate the sound but they wanted loads of gain and that's you know what boogie does very very mm. well um let's do david says best amp under 200 dollars all round doesn't matter st- solid state tube digital well i don't think you have much of a choice Go. for 200 dollars do you <laughs> well, what does 200 dollars work out uh, jay you're usually good at 180 quid? 180 quid yeah at the moment yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's depressing. One hundred and eighty pounds. What would you spend it on? Let's go around the room. Joe Branton. Oh, um, well, for one hundred and eighty pounds, you're, you're looking at a practice amp. So, yeah. Well, it's, it's best practice amp. Practice amps are irrelevant. I mean, I'd sooner spend that money on software. And uh, and and I mean, it, how much is uh, how much is positive grid? Well, for, you, for I mean, door? you've got to have a computer and an interface at oh, that point as yeah. well. Okay, fine. Um, can you get that for 180 pounds? No, I mean, I think we're all going to say the the same thing because the only practice amp that's managed to get under the 200 pound uh, threshold is um, the Fender Mustang GT. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> is the is it is that is the G is it's the just GT? under 200 pounds. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so basically, so what we are we we are in J versus Matt territory yeah, <laughs> yeah. because we are going to be looking at those two, the Mustang and the Boss, which is kind of like Fender are going to be offering us the which is maybe why I'm the only one who should answer here. But uh, <laughs> what about me? The, the fen- oh, and you, yeah, yeah. But you the, asked the question. Well, the, the um, new stag practice amp comes out uh, now. <laughs> oh, sorry, G-A-4-E-C. I'm breaking that embargo. Oh, no, yeah, damn. <laughs> but you've got Fender who are offering kind of all singing, all dancing, like loads of effects. Fender have done a great job of getting like Nick Reinhardt on mm-hmm. board to really demonstrate how much that amplifier can do. But Fender are going down a super, super digital line. So kind of a similar thing to, I guess, what Line 6 were doing in their early days they're trying to give you everything um and then you need to learn how to use that amp in order to to get the best out of it like nick reinhardt was a great example because he's such a gear nerd that he learned mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 percent with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
how to use the amp and i think that's maybe that's maybe the only negative thing i think about the the gt is i i imagine you really have to understand what that amp does to get the most out of it that's not a bad thing like learning how to use your equipment isn't something we should frown upon but i think you do have to learn how to use uh, a mustang gt whereas boss at the other end offered the simpletons amp in that it's it's super simple there's not a lot on it but what is there sounds good um, so I think those are kind of your two choices. Yeah, but I, th- I think that's always been the case. It, if you're looking at spending, you know, this sort of money, and you know, two hundred quid isn't a isn't a, a, you know a small amount of money. It's still a, an investment for for most people. Um, it, when you're looking at that sort of thing, when you're looking at a practice amp, I think it's always been the case that the the most recent products tend to be the best. You know, I mean, think yeah, about what was think about. When the Black Star amps came out, mm. I don't think anything was able to touch them. And then similar when Orange released theirs, you know, yeah, they were yeah. f- absolutely fantastic. But yeah. even going back to when um, the you know the the um, original Cube series, yeah, yeah, Roland Cubes you... came out. Whenever some someone new, it's very rare, I think, that a, a company will bring out an amp and it it doesn't have a few features on there because there's you know you think about the big amp companies at the moment you've got fender roland uh line six orange black star marshall i guess maybe no, the uh, no, maybe the one that but um you know I, almost always whenever we've answered this question the answer tends to be the newest the thing. newest thing you're absolutely, yeah. i think you're almost right but actually like today um uh I walked out my front door and there was a, a fake going on. Like a, there was an art fair on on Brunswick Square in Brighton, and uh, um, there was a little jazz band playing. And every single one of them had a street cube, yeah, like the bass player, two guitarists, yeah. and a vocalist going through all their own Roland street cubes. Yeah, those, those things are what six years old, seven years old, maybe. I'll tell you what was so good about them is that battery amps were notoriously hard to do and the only one well, that people... Pig Nose was well, the... Yeah. Well, well, Pig Nose a bit, but the one that people used to buy was the Crate. N- a nightmare. Oh, yeah. Crate um, Taxi and, and Crate Limo. Crate Taxi. And, and the power supplies always used to break and you couldn't get replacements. And fire. Supplies. So the problem with those was that they had internal batteries and if you left them and didn't play them for a year the battery would basically die like you have to charge them up and then discharge them over time so think about an amp that you use outdoors a lot in the, in britain yeah you go when do you start busking maybe like may, may and yeah, then maybe stop, april when do you, you stop busking like october maybe and then you're not going to use it until may again yeah so the problem was that yeah you know these amps are brilliant if you live in california and you're busking every day for a whole year but as soon as you bring it into Britain, where you can't, you know, charge it up every day, discharge it as you're playing, charge it up again. Um, it's, you know, it's it's just going to break because you leave it dormant in the cupboard. Yeah. Whereas what Roland did was, uh, or yeah, they're Roland, aren't they? They're not Boss. Yeah. yeah. Street Cube. And um, what Roland did was made something that you can use just with like D cell batteries, or no, they're like double A's, double A's, double A's, and just made the like took a product that people clearly wanted with the uh, with the crates, um, and just kind of Rolandified it a bit, like made it really easy to use. Put a bit more thought into like what's actually going to be useful in all the territories worldwide. You know, everyone can get hold of AA batteries, and if you leave it with the AA batteries in there for a year, nothing particularly bad is going to happen. No, mm. and I, I think that's a, a very strange. Uh, I think it's very strange that nobody has really tried to take on the mantle of the street cube Mm. the only thing and sorry i don't mean to make this roland versus fender again but the only other thing out there i think is the passport mini yeah fender amp can well well yeah yeah okay (laughs) but i just don't think there's anything else out there that will do it and i think it's mad that you know someone like orange or marshall you know the fact that marshall haven't done a um a code Buscot, you know, well, even just calling it something like that. Just that they spent 10 years making an amp that everyone else had already made. Well, completely. I think, I think that's the thing, though. It's, it's quite easy to make a battery-powered amp with tons of multi, uh, tons of options, and it will just drain the battery too yeah. quick, where actually the the Street Cube is really... Well, like, yeah, it eight lasts hours of so much longer yeah. on, on batteries. And it was funny, last time I was in Brighton, I was with uh, Yoshikigami and 
Koske, who actually was the eng- the lead engineer on the Street Cube, wow. and walked past and watched someone busk with a Street Cube. Oh, that's and we cool, were just man. saying how funny it would be if the guy knew that the person standing in front of him was the guy that actually invented the amplifier. Incredible. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. So to come back to the original <laughs> question. To- well, last apparently last year... Oh sorry. Oh sorry, Matt. You you cut out there. Um, finish your story. Oh, that's right, Danka. Oh, it was it was a similar thing to this. apparently last year when the Japanese guys came over. Someone bought an RC three hundred and the engineer on the looper was there, and then the guy bought the RC three hundred and he was like, oh, this guy designed it, and he was like, oh, can you sign this box for me? <laughs> so he got his like RC three hundred signed by the guy that designed it. It's just you know you'd never think to meet the people that end up building these products yeah so to go back to the original question you've got 180 pounds what are you buying Joe we, Branton we, we kind of we I think we should speak about the new line 6 spiders as well because okay. I think they, they are great the problem is I think that that uh, that they called them spiders and yeah. I think uh, the last yeah. series of spiders stuck around for too long and they lost they lost the thing where they were progressive and became digital old and tech. Like, I, I they became you, old tech they just kept them on for too long and so by keeping the next series as the spider i think it's a bit of a trick because too many people i think have gone oh the spiders yeah that's old tech like completely if they'd have called them something else if they'd called them the arachnid like people would be, <laughs> be fine i think people would be like mm, still. Yeah, okay, fine, i'm just fine, i'm yeah. surprised that they haven't you know sort of ported the and I know that they're trying to keep it as a premium product, but I'm surprised that they haven't ported the Helix name yeah. onto a um, you know a smaller yeah. Helix um, Junior. Well, Helix, yeah, exactly, yeah. because that because you know all of the um, for all of the 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 heavy hitting that the Line Six Spider gets, people have taken the Helix and um, even Amplify. Uh, you know the the previous yep. uh, in, in, incantation of their uh, well, it was their like amps. A, well, it was kind of something separate. Yeah, wasn't it's it? a weird product. I guess it was a um, practice amp that had kind of like home um, use. Yeah, what they call quality of life yeah. stuff about it. Like you, it was easy to hook up to a TV or easy to hook up to Spotify. Or whatever. But what I, but what I mean is, I, I when those products came out, I really thought that everyone would just dismiss them as oh, it's Line Six. Line Six make the spider, and the spider is crap. And I, I thought that would happen, but it hasn't happened. And I think, you know, that's great for the Helix, but I, I, I'm not sure that the Spider will be able to... I'm, I can't believe they've not rebranded it. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame they haven't. It's it's interesting to see, and one thing I think the Boss Katana has done well is Boss Katana are the only brand that have gone, hey, how about we don't make our amp look exactly the same as everyone else's, whereas Mustang, Code, and the line six spider are almost interchangeable like it's almost like a badge change between the three amps like they've gone for the same grill and the same look and and the katana is the only one that's tried something different admittedly subtly different but yeah i kind of almost think like orange should get in on some of this because like well they just try and make their amps look a bit different they they did i mean the orange um the orange crush pro, crush pro series yeah. uh, was, no not doing, crush pro doing, crush because the crush pro way. was the the oh, larger see, pieces yeah, yeah, yeah. but but we did the um we did some demos of them with mikey from oh Skindred. yeah they were banging banging and mm-hmm. uh and yeah they, they so they did do them and they do look different you know but um yeah i don't know i don't know i think the problem is with those is that at the practice amp level i think people are actually looking for you know, digital modelling. They yeah. want different sounds from the amp. And I think, to be um, honest, the, the Katana's got it nailed for me. I just think it, it sounds so good. Well, I don't and know. Are people looking for digital modelling? Like, yeah, that's exactly why I would go Katana over over Mustang or Spider because I've got boxes of effects pedals at home. So yeah, I want to try them out. Little, so, you know... Oh, no, no, I know. I'm, I'm, I, what I mean is... A parent, I think, in general, will want the, the biggest, the best bang for their buck. And I think a Mustang is, is that yeah. answer. But I think, like... People like me, like players, still have Nobody to play. Nobody you, mate. <laughs> People who play and collect gear and are into that sort of thing still have to play at home. They still need something small yeah, to do. Yeah, sure. And so for for that, a katana is is great. The real-world feedback that obviously I get in my day job is actually more people are buying Katana to gig with than they are to use as a home practice amp. Wow, okay. Because it's a, because it's a real Class A B amp. It's not Class D. Everything like uh, Mustang... Um, you know, Orange, Code, they're all Class D. Katana's Class AB, so it's the same as a, a valve amp, basically. A lot of valve amps are all Class AB. He's just a So you can actually turn it up to full, to full... You can actually turn it up full volume, and it's gigable. So we're getting loads of requests from people going, 
I've actually I bought the 50 but I've gone up to the 100 because I actually wanted even more power for gigs but most people seem to be gigging it which is wow. one thing we didn't necessarily kind of think to start with how much is a PV Bandit these days <laughs> <laughs> is it more than the 160 pounds can you still buy them new or yeah they still make PV them Bandit. I'm sure they do I'm sure they do they're oh. probably not as good as classic ones get a second hand one what you want is the one with the blue trim and the silver logo. That's the ultimate PV Bandit. Let's move on because we've spent a lot of time on this, but I think the, the feeling is that it's probably either the Boss Katana, surprisingly, or the Fender Mustang GT, surprisingly. <laughs> oh, but as a, so as, a, as a fairly impartial uh, mm. person, I do think they're both good amps. For me, the Katana does swing it. I'm sorry, Jay. No. Remember whose house you're in, mate. But uh, if you want all the multi-effects <laughs> and stuff, then obviously you've got the Katana in there. For me, uh, as, Sorry, the uh, uh, Mustang GT. <laughs> for me, well, from my perspective, Gag stock both of them, so you know, I, uh, whichever one's got the most margin. Just which of your mates do you like? <laughs> which, yeah, which one of your mates do you like more? That's the key thing. Um, let's move on. So, Steve says, I'm an older player who used to uh, used to use about six pedals at gigs, but over time I've become a guitar, chord, amp, or DAW guy. Reverb for me has always been that knob on the amp that I hardly ever touch unless we're playing surf instrumentals. So, what's all the fuss about reverb pedals? Convince me there's anything interesting about them. Joe Branton, um, I want you to tackle this first. As a man who we've just said has done demo recently on some reverb mm. pedals and also <laughs> probably the most contentious member of this group, um, how do you want to rebut Steve's um, f- fairly... Uh, well, he's saying basically what's what's the point what, of reverb. Why would you use reverb? I mean, probably, Steve, for the same reason that you would call jack cable a cable rather than a cord, I would imagine, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> no, um, uh, just <laughs> such a bell. I'm glad you, you <laughs> abused yourself, mate. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, it, well, it, I, I don't even know how to go about this. It, it, it's almost maybe if someone had said this about modulation, maybe if someone had said this about vibrato or or chorus or something, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, this is this is a discussion to be had. But are you genuinely asking what? That why someone would use the most used effect on any album of all time ever in history, like that surely reverb is an absolute essential. I mean, it, I mean, he said it's a knob on an amp that he's never touched. I mean, I don't know, like, what the hell were you playing? <laughs> like, I mean, and uh, seriously, un- unless you are playing, unless you're playing punk rock, I see no reason not to or, use a reverb uh, or control. metal stuff, I guess. Like, things where you no, need them not live. even metal. You want, not you want even less metal. reverb live, though, don't you? You wouldn't want to necessarily have, like, maximum reverb on your amp live because you might just drown out. No, no, no absolutely. absolutely. You, you're, of course, you're, you're right, but I think a touch of reverb is, is in the right context, is, is an absolute... Essential, I think. Reverb sure is a, delay instead. Possibly, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, maybe. He does. I mean, he says he he used to use sort of six pedals, and and yeah, certainly, I think reverb and delay are kind of interchangeable depending on your on your gig situation. Certainly, if you're if you you know playing your local working man's club, I'm sure it doesn't make a difference. But nothing wrong with uh, that. The, you know the uh, <laughs> what's wrong with the WMC, mate? What have yeah. you got against the old boys? No, nothing, nothing at all. Um, Ageist, <laughs> but. Uh, I, I I genuinely don't know how to go about answering this. Um, reverb is an absolute essential, and I think there's so much there's so much it can do, uh, especially with the way reverb's going with things like um, with things like the RV 500, and and it's not even that. Like even things like the this the 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 Hall of Fame, the TC Hall of Fame, I think was something that changed the sort of reverb thing for people because it was it was such an amazing sounding pedal. But you know the the introduction of Shimmer, it's not for me, but that that sound defined like whole genres like it changed post-rock forever like where would where would godspeed you black emperor be without without reverb pedals i do think this speaks to a larger problem that i have with sometimes the things that we talk about but also sometimes kind of guitar enthusiasts or mainly pedal enthusiasts on the internet as a whole is that with effects we're taking everything like as out there as it can go a lot of the time so things like reverb yeah it's brilliant that boss have got the rv500 but i think a lot of the ways that people are going to show off is like basically the demo that you did which is just here's all the ridiculous sounds it'll do i mean that's not a good example i was using that as a sure but a lot of people will do that and you know we've seen rise of channels like knobs for example which i really like but for most players 
that's they're never going to buy that pedal because it just it's not doing a sound that you're going to use which is why if someone said to me like okay you can only ever take one pedal with you again you've got a low powered valve amp or a small valve amp that will cover a bit of your drive stuff the pedal I would take with me is the Strymon Flint because it's a really simple reverb and a lot of the time that's what most people will well, need well yeah of, I do... of all the gear that I have um, the, the reverb pedal that stayed on my board more than any other was a Hall of Fame Mini yeah because it was simple it had one control and everything else was preset and yeah I agree like reverb should be used as a touch like I understand I'm saying that like you know genres have been built on the weird sounds but I still think a subtle reverb sounds gorgeous on a like a guitar or a bass and I think it's nothing but it's such an improvement on it on everything yeah crazy not to use it Matt any thoughts um a classic for me actually revisiting a pedal that I hadn't plugged in for a while the original big box holy grail yeah electroharmonics great pedal because it was just a great sounding amp reverb basically just a great sounding um spring reverb i mean it had the flurb in there i think the other one was it was either hall or plate but the spring sound was just great so i think you know if you had a really dry amp for example it's just nice to add in a bit of background but i think you i think you're right though the, the problem is now is some reverb pedals you know and obviously boss have got the rv500 and there's a lot of others that make reverbs that have got hundreds of sounds on but some people just want to plug in and get a great sound straight away and I think that's where you're right with the Strymon Flint. It's just like, oh, here's a really nice reverb, really usable, but then also here's a really nice tremolo. And straight away for me, that pedal's always been really musical. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's really inspiring every time you plug it in. Um, and I think if he's trying to get into reverb or he's not convinced and he kind of wants a pedal, spend, if you spent the money on, say, like a Strymon Flint, I think straight away you'd instantly go... Oh, I can write so much music around this because it's just an inspiring pedal. Well, it's just the, um, it's just the the um, the the modulation section, I guess, of a of a AC thirty. You know, that's essentially. You know, it's the well, it's, it's yes and no. It's, it's kind it's, of like an amp in a box, but it's not the amp. It's, it's the, the other stuff. The other stuff. You exactly. know, yeah. And and you know, so it's you've got the. The things that people loved from AC30s, the things that people loved from, um, you know, old Fender amps, you've got those in that box, and it isn't just. It, I think the the Flint kind of stands alone as a, a pedal that's really um, bucked to the trend of being an amp in a box because that's what it is. But it's it, it you can use it with your with your own amp, you know. Yeah. I think it's great. Mm. I love that yeah, pedal. I think absolutely. it's fantastic. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, Steve, I'm not sure we've convinced you to use reverb or not, but I would say um, don't listen to uh, Joe Branton's rubbish music, which reverb is ridiculous and makes it sound... Uh, don't take that as the only example of reverb, I would say. Like, go and listen to more of the kind of stripped-back pedals that are really basic. Mm. The other one I really like, um, Boss FRV1, which is the Fender Reverb um, emulator. RV6. That was great. Yeah, but again, it goes into the you know the slightly more Shimmer, kind of yeah. newer stuff. But definitely check check out the Strymon Flint. Yeah, FRV one and FDR one actually, yeah. which was the Fender Deluxe Reverb. So if you've got like a Marshall and you kind of want a bit more of that Fendery kind of splashy sound, to be honest, even if you just want to sort of dip your toes, like Moore do the Shimverb, which despite its name actually does some really. Um, I wasn't really into the Shimverb, but no? I really like the the re um, the Sky Verb, which was oh, okay. the it's nice. It was the kind of their homage to the big sky, but yeah. in a uh, a really tiny um, controllable box. Yeah, I yeah, thought that cool. was really nice. Tell you the other one to check out if you want something a lot more stripped back. Um, and I've never heard one of these uh, in the real life. I've only heard it on the internet. The uh, J Rocket Designs Boing, which is their one yeah. knob spring reverb, but it's literally just, it's like an amp control. It's yeah. how much do you want? Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. turn it up and then you turn it on. Um no voicing controls, nothing, no pre-delay, no shimmer, yeah. no reverb. I kind of like that. That's so do I. why I use the Hall of Fame Mini, just because you know I I could just control how yeah. much I had. Can, well, yeah, I mean that's slightly different because you know if you wanted to, you could go in and change all of those parameters with the tone print. Uh, um, I guess so. Yeah, but I, you know, I I I agree. I think pedals like that that have only got the one control, or I quite like pedals that don't have any controls. Yeah, you just you know, turn it on. I think, and I think those are, because that's kind of sticking two fingers up at 
um, people like Joe Branton, yeah. where you know you, you don't need all of these. Uh, here's just a great sound. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Let's move on. Um, let's do, let's do Vince or Ben. Well, let's, let's do Vince because this one we uh, we've probably covered a few oh, times no. before, but uh, I like these ones where we have to pick uh, an option from a list. So Vince has been asked a million times before, but I thought I'd ask again. Looking for a small home use blues junior oh. star lamp. <laughs> anyone got any recommendations? Mainly play clean and slightly overdriven contenders so far. Blues Junior Three, Blues Junior Tweed version, PV Classic Thirty, Vox AC Fifteen C One, or a Blues Cube. What? Where are we going? Joe Branton first. Well, I will say that the blues, uh, the blues junior, uh, the tweed version, um, that's super limited edition. It looks great. It's really no, high it's quality tweed. It's not. Limited it's not edition. limited edition. Oh, is it the other amps that are limited in the tweed series? Uh, yeah, that one's not limited. The blue junior tweed is a standard. Standard. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. They, well, the, in, in that the, case, um, there's the, no the, reason to buy. You're three. probably thinking it says. Um, I L- think it LTD. says. Ltd. I think it says Ltd, which right. stands for lack of tweed. <laughs> it doesn't stand for limited. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how that one slipped right. in, but that's uh, yeah. That that slips a lot of people up in the office <laughs> right, as well. Don't okay, worry. <laughs> okay. Fine. I may have been marketing this as like a super limited edition amp. No, no, it's, uh, it's yeah. Right. They've great. been. <laughs> they've been, been out. limited edition for ten years. They've been out We've only just any... got them in stock. No, you haven't. Yeah, we have. No, you're thinking of some of the else. other tweed stuff. They've released like four or five tweed. I did a tweed mail shot like cool. a week ago on all Fender tweed stuff. That's good. Because they've That's got loads of new tweed stuff. Anyway, um, it, obviously I'm going to say the Vox AC15 because they sound better than anything else. Like, uh, it, and, and if we're going to sort of take it on that, um, if, if you're into sort of really thin, non-existent, clean sort of paltry sounds if you like the kooks and that sure we'd like get maybe maybe the fender but if if you want like an amp that sounds great we're not even going to talk about the pv but if you want an amp that sounds Excuse great what can do everything then the vox ac15 no I, I like all the amps on here but the vox ac15 is probably the best amp ever made so obviously Mate, we're going to go the, for that it's not even the best AC15 ever made, <laughs> <laughs> let alone the best amp. No, true. You, if you want, if you want a good AC15, it, it's so. Di- you know, they've the just released like a. You know, it's their 60th anniversary. 70th. Is it 70th? I'm I think so. Yeah. Pretty yeah. sure it's 1947. If if you're sure it's 70th, then I genuinely do need to go now and <laughs> change an awful lot of marketing <laughs> that's about to come out. Because uh, I'm, I'm sure, sure it was, it was 1947 is when they was, okay. is when they started, we, which is we might 70 have a problem. years. But anyway, they've released. I'm sure it's 60th anniversary for the <laughs> AC30. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's maybe you know maybe they 1957. Oh, that God. sounds about right okay. as when the yeah. AC30 might have yeah, been released. I, I hope that's the case. Maybe it's the anniversary of AC30s, not the anniversary yeah. of Vox. Yeah, fine. Um, so they've they've released a, a load of uh, limited edition ACs in in like a. Uh, a, a slightly different type of black Tolex, but they look great, like hand-wired, made in the UK. Really cool. Maybe you could get one of those. Have they definitely been announced? Yeah, mm. yeah, because I yes. definitely announced okay. them already. Um, <clears throat> I, so I used to have the, as I've talked about many times before, I used to have a, a hand-wired Oh, yeah, you had AC one of 30. the... What was yours? The Hessian finish. The... Yeah, well, that's the hand-wired. Um, the hand-wired ones were... Um, yeah, they, they, they did two versions. Well, there was four, five, really. There was the AC4HW, which was a fantastic, um, very simple plug and play amp that just sounded amazing then there was an ac15 and an ac30 and with the in each of those they do a um a greenback version and a alnico blues version and those amps just completely completely blew me away i ended up getting a good deal on uh, a, a, a greenback uh ac30 hand wired and i loved it but I always had in the back of my mind that it wasn't the Alnico Blue one. Um, right. Oh, did you prefer that to the green? Bag? Oh, completely. Well, it just yeah. drives at a lower volume, and they oh, I just okay. thought they were really, really fantastic. But coming miles off topic here, um, all of those fantastic amps, uh, I will say that, you know, if you go back three or four years and listen to us having this discussion back then, I will be all over the, uh, the Blues Junior. But now I'm, I'm all about the Supersonics. Really? I absolutely love the Supersonic. I think that there's, um, you know, you've got, it's a bit more versatile and there's, um, the, you've got that that drive section and I think it's the best Fender drive amp 
out there. I absolutely love it. So right. that would be, but I mean, that's probably twice the price of Blues Junior. So, you know, yeah. a bit difficult. We, we actually haven't mentioned yet, and, and it would be good for us to mention it before it gets around to Matt, but the Blues Cube. The Blues Cube is brilliant. Now, now um, Vince has only put Blues Cube in his options, and obviously there, are a, few different there options. are a few different options. There's a new one as well, talking the, about AC. Uh, yeah, well, there is, yeah. What's that? The, the, uh, the Blues Junior, is it British, they're calling it? There's, the uh, Blues Cube uh, Hot EL84 Modified. Right, which is <laughs> British. Kind of, yeah. Which, um, or the, which kind or of the a Blues Cube style Hot one. British. Well, I would say the, um, the Blues Cube. Sorry, go on. So I was going to say, yeah, basically a modified or retuned version of the Blues Cube Hot to match kind of the tone of uh, EL84. So a Vox. Yes, it's a bit brighter. It's got a little bit more of that kind of toppy gain that you get from from Voxes. Um, But the thing I like about it is it gives you more drive than all the other options. So if you kind of want a bit more gain than a Blues Junior or an AC15 is probably going to give you, even though he says you you play main clean if you want that extra drive option you have got that and you've got the attenuation option as well so i suppose that's the kind of maybe advantage of using it at home more hi yeah i couldn't sing uh blues cube praises enough especially the hot um so i i love every single one of those amps on that list difficult I, yeah i don't i even the, all three the pv as well head rush the pv classic the um the yeah. classic range i you know, I was going to sing the will... uh, I was going to sing the praises praises off the uh, blue, uh, not the blues cube, sorry, the um, the classic. PV oh, classic yeah. thirty, um, because I was looking at the gear list for a uh, rehearsal room that I had my first band practice in in two thousand and one, um, and they still have the uh, classic fifty that I plugged into in September two thousand and one. That is still, despite being used every night... Um, I mean, it's probably been serviced, man. Well, it's probably been serviced, but still, amps do fall apart. You know, even if you get something serviced, there's a lot of Fender and Vox amps and Marshall amps and Orange amps that haven't made it in people's houses for that long, even with a service. This has been used in a I mean, rehearsal... it might not be the same one. It's, I reckon it is still the same one. Because <laughs> the classic 50-410, which they just had when they opened... Yeah. And you're not yeah, going to buy another rare. classic 5410, are you? You just get something else. Um, was it the um, and it's the still... Delta Blues was the 115, right? No, the Delta... Well, yeah, the Delta yeah, Blues, they... was there was a 115 and a 410 as well. Yeah, right? okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's the coolest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 115 guitar but amp. The classic, uh, classic 30, I can't sing the praises of highly enough. If you want something that is... That can be Fendery, but it's got a little bit more bite to it. Um, I think the drive sound on there is better than a Blues Junior. I think it just tips into the right side of uh, kind of breaking up whereas I think the Blues Junior can get a little bit fizzy at times the only problem is it is super loud um, as with any of these amps basically probably except the Blues Cube if you want something that you can use at home as well the Blues Cube is probably the best option everything else is going to be too loud really they're all kind of gigging or studio amps Um, guys guys look how far we've come we've just asked about Blues Juniors I know and we didn't we didn't do oh, we just say case closed yeah. I sort of think at, or, once, um, at one time everyone should own a Blues Junior just to experience <laughs> how good they actually are but in this question you know with this list I mean a Classic 30 is quite a lot louder so you know if it was it depends on the application I yeah guess. of course and if you need something that you're going to use at home then probably the Blues Cube is the best option if you want something for small gigs where you can't you know take something and you know Classic 30 I guess is a bit bigger and a little bit heavier than a Blues yeah. Junior um, so the, all of these have got merits personally for me I'm saying classic 30 um, with that we've answered a few questions but we're basically at the end of the podcast do you think we were going to do some kind of summer and predictions and stuff but I think we because we promised we're going to do a lot of questions we should roll the rest of these questions over into the Patreon episode because we mm. have got a lot of questions let's do them over there um, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds where from as little as an Wait, I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. A dollar, a dollar. From as little as one dollar a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. Um, for one dollar, you get this the regular pod ad-free and early. At the five dollar a month tier, you get an extra half an hour, which is what we're going to record now every week. Plus, you also get access to the mini series that like Joe Branton's rant on all the interviews that Matt talked about earlier in the podcast, and one that I'm going to do with the head 
the lead guy, the owner, the originator of Line 6, which I'm really looking forward to. Plus, you get access uh, to all the previous content. So we've got something like 117 episodes um, Too much, if anything. Too much, if anything. Um, and you get a lot of stuff. And at the $10 tier, you get your name read out like these fine people. <laughs> There we go. You can also follow us on Twitter at Guitar Nerds, on Instagram at Guitar Nerds. Go to the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forum, where you can join in with the episode by sending questions, chatting to all of us Guitar Nerds, offering to send us Zoom 505s, which is something that I'm looking very much forward to receiving. Um, and you should also go to YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Guitar Nerds video. There is the um, the uh, vlog of our time in uh, in Milan. There is oh, is now up there. Very well received. I think some excellent camera work by me. Some uh, good vlogging skills. I liked how your video was exactly the same as Mary Spender's video. Yeah, but I've literally sort of the same first. things happen at the same yeah, point. But in has the video. hers got me in it? Oh yeah, it has actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It has, has well, so they're it, both yeah. they're both good, but mine's better because it's got more me. Mm. There's, <laughs> but there's an equal amount of me. Yeah, shame. Should Too be, much, no if you. anything. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, thanks for listening this week. Do join us over on the Patreon episode, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. See you next week. Cheers, gang. Bye. Bye. Shalom. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.